0: From Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com, it's The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, April 29th, 2011, and we are back with a actual, real podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Winter Park, Florida studios mm. is uh, Josh Lovelace. Hey, people. And uh, on the behind the wall of glass, the actual wall of glass on the ones and twos, standing up, lording over us... Chad Michael Snapeley. I felt so official being behind
0: the wall of glass this week.
1: Yes, I'm making a statement on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia. Jesse Carey, greetings all. And we are we are short one crew member today. Maya is home with an upset stomach. Oh, that's too bad. Which basically I think was a cop out. I don't want to do the podcast. <laughs> so my tummy hurts. Yeah, this is our first podcast from our new location. We are living out of boxes. It's uh, we we moved offices. If you listened to last week's mini podcast. Uh, Chad and I told you we, we were in the process of moving. That's why we missed a few. Uh, but we're here now and trying to slowly settle in.
2: Uh, it, it's amazing. I, I love it. There's a lot of potential here. You People don't know this about you, but you're basically a professional decorator.
3: <laughs> uh, Cameron, how, how much HDTV do you watch in, in like a week?
1: It de- honestly, it depends on what season of life I'm right in. Right now. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of um, DIY I, network. I can tell you. What's great is, is, is
2: Cameron has shown me around the place. Like He has a vision, not just for every room, no, for every wall, every wall,
1: for every corner. That's true. Uh, it's, it's really... It's how I spend my evenings. I, I literally am just... It's, 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 it's an obsession Yeah I'm obsessing and, and it's actually paralyzing Because there's so much to do There's here. a lot to do It's like Okay we actually need to get Functional first We need to unpack We need to We have people working off Of folding tables right now So we You know We got to take care of that But it's like There's so much more We want to do you know Yeah We want to make it pretty great yeah. So We're excited It's a great It's a great location It's um, Walking distance to uh, Restaurants and Cafes and bars And There's a theater Across the street A mm-hmm. baseball field
3: so, so this one, this one is going to be like on those old XM satellite commercials, right? Where, where people would come to XM and like Snoop Dogg's hanging out, shooting hoops in one room, you know, Dr. Dre's laying down some tracks, pretty much
1: like that, right? Dr. Dre actually is here laying down tracks today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's busy. We can't let you talk to him. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah, it's great. What, what's ironic is our last, our last space, uh, which was on the north side of downtown, um, had uh, uh, out its front door was a high school softball field and out its back door was a train track Mm -hmm. here out of our back door is the same train track two miles away and out our front door is a college baseball stadium yeah we've upgraded yeah we've upgraded right it's but i don't like baseball and i'm not really into trains so i don't (laughs) i don't i don't know why we keep this could have fooled me yeah. Well, actually, the, the only way we looked for a new location, my and I just walked up and down the tracks one day.
3: <laughs> I was going to say, your next place needs to be a Major League ballpark with a monorail. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they have down down at Disney, the yeah. wide world of sports. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I actually think they have that there. Um, anyway, we have, a, we have a great and surprising podcast for you today. We have, coming up later, an interview with actor, director, producer, screenwriter, Mark Ruffalo, mm. who, um, who you know from... A, a lot of films uh, I'm trying to think Most recently The Kids Are Alright Yep Right I saw that That was really great Was it really?
2: Yeah, yeah It was It was really It was great writing Great acting Great story
1: He's he's always like the, uh, the He's like the boyfriend character In a lot of films Yeah In a lot of rom-coms
3: Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wasn't he in that uh, The movie with like Jake Gyllenhaal About the serial killer Brokeback Mountain Yes, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I like how
2: anything involving Jake Gyllenhaal jumps right to Brokeback, even if he gives a completely different plot line. You're like, no, that sounds well, like Brokeback. He back. did
3: that. I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be lowbrow, but it is an easy.
2: Jesse, joke to- Jesse, he didn't do that to himself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Mark Ruffalo is
3: coming up later. I was later. talking about Zodiac, by the way. Oh, Zodiac. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a good... I liked Zodiac. That was good. That was It was good. a
3: little... I felt like it was about half an hour too long.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Well, it, it, it was it a multi-year... A it was a
1: multi-year investigation. You know, sorry that it went half an hour over.
3: Well, I mean, you know, I, I was hoping for a little bit more action, maybe a, a sweet shootout showdown at the end. It just <laughs> didn't get that. You know, it's not that kind of movie, sadly. It's, it's more like an episode of Cold Case.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was yeah one long Law and Order episode. (laughs) Um, So Mark
3: Ruffalo is
4: the
1: iced tea. (laughs) Uh, Mark Ruffalo coming up later, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, And then later in the podcast, we have a a segment that that Jesse has prepared, having to do with the most momentous event of our generation.
4: Yeah,
3: basically all I'm going to say, I don't want to give away the event, but imagine the Super Bowl combined with Avatar. In combined a <laughs> with the largest pop co- culture phenomenon ever in the history of anything.
2: Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's
3: huge. It's huge. I got the fever guys. <laughs> royal wedding fever. Ooh. I just gave it away, but I can't contain myself. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> right, so that's going up later.
3: <laughs> I'm a Royal nut, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Combine with the Olympics. I'd combine it with the, with the Beijing Olympics. <laughs>
2: But up first... Avatar, the Super Bowl, and the Beijing Olympics. <laughs> great opening ceremony. You no, know, that's
3: what I'm talking I'm only talking about the opening ceremony. Great the rest o- was kind of boring. Yeah. I'm talking about the Beijing Open Ceremony Olympics, Avatar, and the Super Bowl. You're, not, you're about halfway to a royal wedding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but up first, your uh, entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, May 3rd. Some great, great releases. Fleet Foxes is coming out
0: with Helplessness Blues. It's not a blues album, is it? It's not really. It's kind of... Uh, I want to say sad and depressing, but is it's that so, the Fleet Foxes album we were listening mm, to in my office yesterday that had the screeching track? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a track on it that sounds like they went all Beach Boys, and there's just animals making noises in it. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of random. It's actually true. Foxes. I mean, foxes. I mean, foxes. I mean, well, well, literally, they're foxes. foxes. <laughs>
1: We're in there like for... Well, it's just playing. I mean, I had it playing in the background and all of a sudden, like... And we were unaware of it. It was just, you know, good yeah. music playing in the background and then all of a sudden, like, animal screeching yeah. overtook the room. Yeah. Uh, also coming out, Beastie Boys <laughs> with the uh, highly anticipated Hot Sauce Committee Part 2. Was there a Hot Sauce Committee Part 1? Not that I know, I-, yeah. I missed it. Okay, so that's the joke. Uh, so Beastie Boys, they, they did an interesting way of streaming this. I was telling Chad the other day, this last weekend... You know, obviously, if they if they preview or do a live stream of an album, Audio Hijack is super simple yep. to jack the tracks. Well, the way that they got around that but still wanted people to hear the music, they put a boombox in center court at Madison Square Garden, put a mic in front of it, and then live stream the video of the boombox playing their album. Oh, wow. So you could hear everything, yeah, yeah. but it sounded terrible, like, yeah. you know, like off a of boombox, yeah. so you're not going to want to jack the tracks uh-huh. and listen to it, but you could hear it and go, man, that, that was awesome. Right. You know? And then to show that it was a true live feed, like they would have a guy in a monkey outfit walk around the court sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, I think he was the chairman of the Hot Sauce Committee. I think so. <laughs> <Yeah. Part laughs> yeah. It two. was
3: Hot Sauce. It was Hot Sauce from the <laughs> It was animal. actually Hot Sauce. In, in the
1: monkey costume. Yeah. Um, and uh, Priscilla Ann is, or Ann is coming out with When You Grow Up. Um, movie releases coming out on Friday, May 6th, Thor, mm. starring Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and others, Anthony Hopkins. My wife so excited about this. Is she? What, about you, Thor? Thor. I've been seeing
2: this trailer for about
3: six years yeah, it now. It feels like it. Yeah.
1: It, 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 I can't get into any movie that's that fake, like, CG-wise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just takes me out of reality. Yep. The- well
3: that's like I saw the trailer um you it might have been during a basketball game for the um Ryan Reynolds Green Hornet or yeah, right. uh or Green Lantern and oh. it looked insanely fake and cheesy.
1: Okay, I'm glad you just made that that Flub because when I saw that trailer, I thought they're already remaking the Green Hornet, which was from a few months ago, right? I was like, I mean, they did Hulk in a couple years, but I mean, come Mm -hmm. on, this is like two months, so you're right, it's a totally different character, (laughs) totally different character, yeah. yeah. All right, it was confusing though, it was. I'm not into comic books. Also, coming out, Something Borrowed, starring Kate Hudson and John Krasinski. Um, There's no CG in that, I don't think. No, yeah, I think you should be okay. Have you seen these commercials at all? John Krasinski yes, is doing mm-hmm. the voiceover mm-hmm. and it, he's also the voice of Hotels.com commercials and so the whole <laughs> thing feels like a Hotels.com. <laughs> because
3: part of it, part of the trailer is in uh, like a resort in the Hamptons. Yes, or something. the like whole thing feels men. like a
1: Hotels.com pitch. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, also going out The Beaver starring Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. Which I always thought was the <laughs> Justin documentary.
2: <laughs> I did everybody's talked about have, have, you know have you heard about the beaver and I'm like you mean
1: Justin Bieber's doc-? they're like no the beaver the
3: yes beave. I heard about the Justin Bieber documentary
1: uh, also coming out last night starring Keira Knightley Eva Mendez, and uh, last but definitely not least uh, releasing today uh, Friday uh, the day that the the podcast is go- coming out uh, so not next Friday this Friday today is Sympathy for Delicious which is the new film directed by Mark Ruffalo um, and he stars in it as well Orlando Bloom's in it uh, Christopher Thornton And others and, and actually that's why We're talking to him On today's podcast So uh, definitely go check out Sympathy for Delicious Okay that'll do it For your entertainment releases Up next Slices
4: I am a gentleman Didn't I ask for a place I could stay What were we both thinking The next I just got in the way You were just always Talk about shame
0: This week's podcast is brought to you by the Alpha Course. Alpha is a practical introduction to the Christian faith that gives guests an opportunity to explore the meaning of life in a relaxed, easy setting. Rick Warren calls Alpha one of the most effective evangelism tools for our time. Over 16 million people worldwide have attended an Alpha course running worldwide in churches of every denomination. You can learn more about evangelism using the Alpha course. Visit alpha.org or call 1-800-DO-ALPHA.
1: You're listening to the Airborne Toxic Event. The song is changing. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Naked and Famous with Youngblood. Love that song. From their new album, Passive Me, Aggressive You. You got the vinyl, right? I do have the vinyl. It's fantastic. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> you, we can go listen to it afterwards. I might. I, sip I'm some lattes. love those guys right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great album.
3: Put on your Baja's, sip some lattes, and just listen to vinyl.
2: I need, I need to get a turntable. You do. That, that just convinced me. But,
1: but don't get a Crosley... Yeah, don't go to Urban, urban outfitters. outfitters. Okay, no,
3: we'll talk later.
2: I, I, I need to figure out <laughs> what's Is that like the colorful one? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like those retro ones where the speakers are built in. I mean, yeah. it's like half of them have plastic needles and ruin the LP that they're playing. I
2: want a mm. turntable that's built into the table. Like, okay. those are Yeah, you can get those around here too.
3: Really? Really? I want uh-huh. one that's built into the house. Like, I want to buy a house that is literally a turntable built in.
1: <laughs> okay, it's time for slices. Jesse, what do you have?
3: Well, uh, Prince is back in, in headlines. Uh, you guys may remember a few months ago. I think it was back in January, <clears throat> where Prince declared that the internet is dead. Prince um, William that, did that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Right Prince, before, right artist. before the wedding. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, um, the Prince doesn't doesn't make any public statements <laughs> for about a year before the wedding. Okay. I mean, it's all prep. Okay. Um, you know, it's like a Steve Jobs. Um, Keynote. Mm. I would add that it's it's Avatar, Steve Jobs keynote, Beijing opening ceremony, Super Bowl. You oh, know, mm. so a lot of prep goes in. Okay. okay. So this is the artist formerly known as. Okay. Um, so so you may remember back in January he declared the internet is dead, uh, especially as it pertains to music. He said you know at one time MTV was a cool thing. Now MTV doesn't do music anymore, and the internet's dead. And he proceeded to sell his album um through a newspaper in the UK. That's right. And uh you know, he was thinking the wave of the future would be this newfangled thing uh that they're that they're printing news on and handing in paper form <laughs> that you can subscribe to. Um so he may have missed the boat. <laughs> he may be a few hundred years antiquated on that one. Um he also saw a, video, a YouTube video of a baby dancing to one of his songs. <laughs> so he did the reasonable thing And uh, issued a copyright claim and had the video taken down. Uh, He's also threatened to sue YouTube and eBay. um,
1: He's just turned into a cranky old man.
3: He really has. Well, and this one, okay, that's just weird enough that he's going after technology. But there's other artists like Metallica had kind of taken a weird stance on that. But now he's going as far as, and this was on, he was a guest on the George Lopez show, which I'm sure he has TiVo. So you'll probably see this. I watched it live. I watched it live. Yeah. Um, he said that cover songs should be illegal. What? And that that you should not be allowed to perform or record a cover of another artist's song. You're right. He's
2: like a cranky old man who yeah. wants you to get off his get yeah. off. His well, lawn. and here's
3: what he said. This is my favorite part. Is the quote where he's sitting down talking to George Lopez. Um, he says basically. Um, the, there are these licensing laws that allow artists through record companies to take your music at will without your permission, and that doesn't exist in other art forms, be it books, movies. There's only one version of Law and Order. There's several of Kiss and Purple Rain. I I I did. I don't think George Lopez broke it to him that there's about eight versions of Law, Law and, and Order, Order right, right
1: now. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. He he. Uh, yeah. He's, he if he had a front lawn he'd be yelling at you to get off of it. It, it. It's not like Prince needs the money. Like like what's the
3: point at at this point in his career? What is the point?
1: Well, maybe he does. I mean, if you you can drive by his house in suburban Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and I mean like his house is actually on a main road. It's like oh there's Prince's house. It was you ever see the old Charlie Murphy segments on the Chappelle show where he yeah, would talk about yeah. going over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The house hasn't been redecorated since then. Yeah. Is you know it's it's straight up 1983. Maybe, maybe maybe he, he does not have any money. Do you think he has a
3: basement lounge with a record player built in probably, probably. to the house <laughs> probably. to the foundation of the That's house?
1: Probably the extent of the music uh, system he has because he has an updated. <laughs> I was gonna gonna say,
3: all he has is his house. His house built-in turntable, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and his bed is also a turntable.
3: He also made. He also, also literally. I, I don't. Know, let me see if I can find a quote. He also literally said something that. These computers and little digital gadgets. I'm assuming he's referring to cell
4: phones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. How old is he now? I mean, I wouldn't peg him as being so old that he'd be like a a technophobe. He's got to be in his 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, he was probably upper 20s and 30s. Does he
2: still have those two women that follow him around everywhere he goes? Are you thinking of Charlie Sheen? Maybe, maybe that's, <laughs> so. maybe, maybe those are the two women I'm thinking. They were always in his videos. They were Sheila like purple e and, and rain.
1: I I don't know. They, they had like, I think it was like Sheila Turtle e and an artist that I think they were actual artists that were they, that he launched like Sheila E and, and uh, yeah, I just, they, but they they were, assumed that they just followed him. It was around. kind of like his own Wu-Tang clan. Yeah, it was. Kind and, of like and then they all had solo projects.
3: <sighs> I, I just don't under, like, what is he trying to, obviously he's not going to take down the internet and bands will never stop covering songs. Jesse, Is he just wanting people not to like him Jesse, at this point? have we
1: learned nothing? You never underestimate Prince. I mean, <laughs> that's you, that's look, true. You never know what's in the future. Prince may just take down the internet. Okay, what do you have? Uh, you
2: guys may have heard that uh, President uh, Barack Obama, um, first of all, he was elected. I call, if, I call him Barry. Th- Barry, Barry Obama. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he produced his birth certificate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's kind of a, huh. a big deal. To what I thought, or did he? Well, see, this is the big question. Um, well, I was just for, joking. For the man. last couple of years, people have have continued to hound him and the White House and uh, and federal authorities that he uh, is not an American citizen, which is so funny. Right? Keeping with the theme of angry old man, get off my lawn. Uh, it feels like it's it's angry American that has nothing to do that gets really upset about these things. Well, now they've moved on to Donald Trump. Same type of people there was a gallup poll that was done this last week uh that found that only 43 percent believe that donald trump was definitely born in the united states really yeah so now everyone that was upset about obama it's like that comes out and now they're like okay let's let's find somebody else who looks not like us donald trump
3: where 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 is he from uh i'm
1: not quite sure let's i mean i mean he's uh, from queens you know
3: yeah, he's from New York. and yeah, he, I mean, he has a Queens. taste
1: for Eastern European women. That doesn't mean he's from Eastern Europe. Exactly. Well,
3: I, I mean, like, according to the uh, conspiracy theorist. Uh, they do not know where he's born,
2: but uh, most of them do not believe, I mean, again, most of them don't believe that he is an American citizen. Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. So anyway, it's just one of those bizarre debates. I'm bringing it up because it's like this angry, grumpy type of person. Like that, pr- like Prince. Like Prince that cares so passionately Stop. about these type of things that
3: I really wonder what hmm. their lives are like. And, and you know what the common thread here is. You know where all those birth or rumors circulated? The internet. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm.
1: Prince was right. We need to make sure that this just says, Prince was right, <laughs> oh,
3: so. or no? Just the symbol was
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the uh, I read the that actual White House post today. Yeah, where they're like, okay, seriously, we're we're still talking about this. Yeah. I mean, there was a little bit of a chippiness in, in the way they wrote the, yeah. the 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 post, which surprised yeah. me. But they said that during the campaign, he produced the live birth certificate that in two thousand eight is, is the state and federal. Yeah issued this is what you show at the driver's license mm-hmm. bureau and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and then and they just decided to not give the birthers the satisfaction of any other document because this was satisfactory for every measure you right, know what I mean right and then so I guess it was what Trump yeah. making these just like it's like increasing in volume. And so the white house was like the post said, shouldn't we be talking about things like, and they listed like all of the crises in the world, sure, and, you know, right, right. and this is really an issue. So this, fine. Is why, this is why I'm
2: bringing it up because it's so confusing yeah. why this has become an issue as if, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to figure out the kind of person that is so passionate about this that they really would believe that he would...
1: Well, well the thing that I appreciate about this more than anything is that they posted... Here's the long-form birth certificate. Yeah. There's a picture of it. You can read it and yeah. zoom in, yeah. all the things you need. Which means they've had it all along. Yeah. And Barack Obama <laughs> just said, Nah, yeah. I'm not going to... You know, like yeah. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to... You can wrestle... Rick Warren says you can wrestle with a pig... But you're both going to get dirty and only one of you likes it. Oh, wow. And I just think it's really funny that yeah. like Obama had this all along and yeah. he just decided, like, nah. Sat on it for two. Yeah, and a half years. Yeah, I'm just going to sit on it. Yeah. And now they're actually like, seriously, people, this is ridiculous. Fine, here it is. Can yeah. we move on? Yeah. But uh, and Donald Trump's been the one, you yeah. know, complaining. Hey, you we need to see this birth
2: certificate. And now see, he's the one yeah. that everyone's worried about. No, no. He's not from America. So everyone see, that's I, been I at think his Donald rally.
3: Trump, honestly, I think at the end of the day, he's just into like publicity, and will just say things to get on TV right. and make himself relevant. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, maybe he's legitimately making a politi- you know, run for political office. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, he is. But at the end of the day, I think in him, his mind, he's like. I win either way. People are talking about me. Well, that's the you thing. Know, I'm, I'm going to get another season of The Apprentice,
1: you know. The man is a genius. Dude, he, I think he's genius at two things. I think he's a genius at licensing and branding. Mm-hmm. And he understands brand and he mm-hmm. understands publicity. And this, come on. Yeah, Is he uh, the, the thing—I mean, just if you watch like him in these interviews where he gets combative, and he just says like these outlandish statements, he's just not diplomatic, right? You right. don't want the leader of the free world, you know, like saying outlandish, controversial things, you know, because their whole life they like getting their name in the press. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. just he's not serious. He can't be. Yeah, he just—he knows what he's doing. He's—he's a—he's an evil genius. <laughs>
2: I like that you get mad at him for saying outlandish things, and you're like, he's an evil genius. I'm not
1: running for
3: president. But 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 but, but at the end of the day, it's we I mean, we're talking about him. You know what I mean? Right. That's
1: what I'm saying. He's an evil genius.
3: Yeah. So so it's working because
1: like what a year and a half ago, okay, the the Apprentice was a joke. It was done. Like the brand of Trump was tarnished. Nobody cared anymore. So what does he do? He goes and gets Gary Busey. And Nini from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then he goes and says, I'm running for president. Talk about me again, everyone. Yeah.
3: And it's like, it. And it's a hit show,
1: you know? It's ridiculous. Once well, again. I just want to see his birth certificate. <laughs> yeah.
3: This will all be settled when we see where if he's in fact from New York.
1: Prince was right. All right. <laughs> that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Mark Ruffalo.
0: this summer with the May-June issue of Relevant covering the sizzling rock duo The Kills. You won't want to miss this issue or the free music that comes with it. Subscribe to Relevant now and get four exclusive albums from the Relevant Studio Collection featuring artists like Shad, Fantagram, The Low Anthem and Audrey Assad. You'll receive 50 songs and six issues over the next year for only fourteen ninety five. Subscribe at RelevantMagazine.com slash exclusive.
5: You're
1: listening to Holy Ghost, exclamation point. The song is Wait and See. Very appropriate. Mark Ruffalo is an actor, director, producer, and screenwriter. Uh, he's He's been in internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Zodiac, Shutter Island, Just Like Heaven, You Can Count on Me, The Kids Are All Right. And uh, he actually got an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor for The Kids Are All Right. Um his new film is called Sympathy for Delicious, and it's his first foray into directing. Um, <clears throat> normally, I wouldn't want to read the the description of the film, but it is so fascinating, yeah. this story. I want to just read this real quick. Um, it tells the story of uh, the character Dean O'Dwyer, also known as Delicious D, an up-and-coming DJ on the underground music scene in L.A. When a motorcycle accident leaves Dean paralyzed, he abandons his turntables for a wheelchair as his once-promising career disappears before his eyes. Forced to live out of his car on Skid Row, Dean begins his descent into depression when he meets Father Joe Rosselli, Mark, who's Mark Ruffalo, a passionate young priest Father Joe introduces Dean to the world of faith healing, an unlikely way for him to begin his quest to walk again. He soon discovers that he possesses the otherworldly power to heal people, but in an odd twist of fate, he is utterly unable to heal himself. Uh, Despite Father Joe's warnings, Dean angrily decides to use his newfound gift for fame and fortune. He joins a rock band led by... Uh, you know, these people, uh, but the newfound notoriety is unable to cure the hurt that encompasses his life. To find true healing, Dean must ultimately confront his worst demons and come to terms with his own humanity. Um, it, that's it's amazing. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. So um, we had to talk to Mark Ruffalo about this film. Uh, it's so unique. So our very own Josh Luhan Lovelace spoke to him recently, and here is part of that interview.
5: you came, or even if you
4: should have, but you are welcome.
5: Right there. Stand and receive it. Joy, rejoice.
2: Mark, you have scripts come across the desk of your agent all day long. Um, Why Sympathy for Delicious for you?
6: Well, honestly, um, it didn't really come to me the way uh, a normal script um, comes to me, comes to one. It was... um, It was kind of... It was born out of my my friendship, uh, a 20-year friendship with um, Christopher Thornton, who's the the lead in the movie. And um, we started acting school together 20-some-odd years ago. And uh, about 16 years ago, he had a a climbing accident, and he broke his spine. And uh, he realized that uh, at that point, um, to continue um, a fruitful acting career, he would probably have to start writing, uh, things for a guy in a chair because he, he was painfully aware that, uh, most of the great parts for guys in wheelchairs went to guys who walked to the limousine at the, at the end of the day. Right. And, uh, so about 10 years ago, he, he, he handed me a script, you know, after being very close to him, to his own journey of, of um, of, of being recently paralyzed, I, I felt that it was uh, a story that I could tell. You know, I grew up in a very uh, I had three different faiths in my home. I had um, Catholicism. Um, my grandmother was an evangelical, and my uh, okay. the rest of my family. Um, and my father was a uh, a Baha'i, and so um, I really understood faith. I understood then the faith healing as a boy. I I, uh, I understood the struggle of someone living in a chair. I lived and uh, fed the homeless. Um, when I was a young actor living in downtown LA. I worked in a rock and roll bar. It had a lot of elements that, that I that I understood very well. And uh, and so I thought, you know what, I, I really want to direct. This is my best friend. I can't think of a better way to do it and start a directing career. And that was 10 years ago. I mean, I don't want that. I mean, what if you don't want a college? I think you should try this gift. Yeah, but what
2: about my music? That's my calling.
6: There's no difference between you being a musician and healing. What are you talking about? What am I supposed to do? Go around touching people? Why not? And be a DJ? Why not? I mean, you, you you have a calling, you have a gift. Do it, try it. How? Come down this skid. Dean, I have no lack of people who need healings down in Skid Row. Mm, Do a few days down there.
2: But I don't want everybody knowing about it, Padre. They're already coming up to me. You saw it.
6: How about I give you a hotel room? When I came down to Skid, it wasn't to be a feeder's alley. I went down there to build a state-of-the-art homeless shelter. I could feed people. I could get them off the streets. I could educate them, and I could put them back into society. I don't want to sustain misery and skid row. The
2: character you play uh, is uh, is a priest, Father Joe. Yeah. Is, were there any Were there any specific things that you did as an actor to prepare for a role like that?
6: Um, you know, I I, um, I actually went out, and I, I you know a lot of times I'll try and find somebody. Um, close to or or you know really kind of living the character that I that I'm playing just to add those little nuances that, that make it feel honest and um, so I went uh, we were we were talking to priests along the way um, just to see how they would react to such a, a fantastical thing is, is what happens in the movie yeah. and um, and then uh, I went and found a, a Jesuit priest who had a uh, had a homeless calling outreach program in, in uh, Hollywood, and we'd been working with the homeless for years. And uh, you know, I I, I kind of just spent a lot of time with him. Uh, went down to Skid Row with him just to you know try to make it as genuine as possible. So we fed we went around and fed people on Skid Row. Had Chris Thornton. I asked him to spend the night down there one night so he could sense what it was like to live in his car and in that area. You know, we really wanted to honor people by bringing as much sense of authenticity to it as possible. This is the man. She's the one. No, he's younger. You raised me up. Brendel's had a uh, spontaneous healing beam of his of his gout gall- and his Alzheimer's. What are you talking about, man? I don't know
5: what oh, no, this is. Just... Listen, please. I mean, you don't know what you did. My man, look, you got the healing touch. I got nothing to do with you, man. Thank
2: you do you think Hollywood's more afraid of making films like these, or do you think Christians are more afraid of seeing films like these?
6: Um, I think I think um, you know like I said, Hollywood is is driven by markets and i and I think Hollywood is afraid to make a movie that no one's going to go see, and they th- that is based on some on some regard on assumptions but also on 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 a reality, a certain kind of reality. It's kind of a, it's a, a little bit of a sad state of affairs for storytelling because, you know, the stories, great stories are stories that are based in truth. And, um, you know, there's certain coarse realities about faith, you know, real, real street level faith, uh, places like Skid Row, you know, we, we don't want to look at it because it's ugly to us, but, but it's, it's, it's where there's a lot of grace. And if you, if you, if you refuse, as a, if we are who we say we are, uh, th- then, then we have to engage in, in those things that, that um, frighten us or repulse us. Otherwise, we're, we're part of the problem. And I do think that um, you know, we've sanitized our storytelling uh, in such a way that the stories aren't being told in, a, in the way that they, they should and could be to really, really touch people. And, uh, and teach people, I mean that's that's what storytelling is, is for, really. I think in one of its aspects, sure, entertainment is wonderful for us, and we need that. But m- more so at this moment in time, we need, we need stories that enlighten us and, and teach us about ourselves and show us compassion about others. And, and those kinds of stories, I think are do that essentially.
5: In our faith, there's a long history of these very special moments. And God has frequently chosen the most unexpected person to carry them through. It's a real, real privilege, dude. Well, if it's so real, why doesn't it always work? Ah, well, there's a dual view here. Anything is possible with God, but God may not want to give you what you want. Why? Because God cares for your soul and what your soul needs may not be what you want. Oh, come on, man, that's not cool. Well, I think you're asking the right questions, Dean, but you're not waiting for the right answers. There's only one answer. Pray. Is it
2: a, Is it a challenge as an actor to play other people for a living as your job and then return to your authentic self when the movie's done shooting?
6: Well sometimes you find yourself living in the world of uh, the character you're playing more so than you are in uh in your own life right. and uh you know especially when you're shooting a little intense movie or, or even a long movie you're on a set for six months and um, my wife and I call it reentry you know there's a there's a process of 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 you know coming back to reality that um that we're aware of, that we we have learned how to handle, that we uh, I think have gotten really graceful about about doing, but it, yeah, it certainly presents its its own bizarre difficulties, you know.
2: Do you have a reentry routine that that you have to go through to detox?
6: <laughs> sometimes it's toxic. Sometimes it's just the papa brings home his own schedule and his own style and 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 everyone has to like we have to get reacclimated to papa being here right but the first thing we do is 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 hug until we melt into each other's arms that's 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 pretty much number one just to get in sync with each other again you know and that that's that's a good that does a lot you'd be surprised yeah and then um you know i know to kind of be gentle and but mostly it's, it's spending time together and uh, spending quality time together imme- immediately, coming in and um, talking and, and just being aware that there is, a, there is a little bit of a process of re uh, reentry, you know? Look at me, son.
5: God is trying to say hello to you and to tell you that healing is possible. Now how are you going to respond? Because that's the big question. Something magical, wondrous is
3: happening
5: through you. You're having a calling in this life. And that, my son, is your
4: healing.
2: This is obviously your your directorial debut with this film um and uh you've you've worked with a lot of great directors as an actor coming into this project, did you know the difference between what separates a good director from a great director
6: uh, um, i uh I knew the difference of you know the people that I like to work with and um and the people that i that I didn't enjoy working with or People that turned me on, that that, that that sparked my imagination, sparked my creativity, and made me feel that I was important and part of a project, and um, that that's what I was essentially looking for you know, to, to emulate and to and to create. Uh, my in my with my cast, um, with my co-workers on the set, the results are are wonderful and great, you know. But but I'm not. I've, kind of long since left the the result being too result oriented and and more focused on kind of the journey that we all make together and and i and that's what i've admired in the in the the directors that i think are great you know greatness is such a subjective thing to so many different people you know yeah but but that's what i was looking for and that's you know the people that i think are great are people that really inspire people to be great around them and that's what i was trying to do
1: that was Mark Ruffalo. You can check out Sympathy for Delicious in theaters now, or for more information, you can head over to sympathyfordelicious.com.
5: The way you
1: You're listening to The National. The song is Exile Vilify, another LP that sounds fantastic on vinyl. I'm actually not that big of a national fan as much as many people in the office,
0: but that album I will listen to while I'm writing. Yeah, Yeah. that was one of the first vinyls I ever bought. Was uh, the high violet vinyl, and it's unbelievable. This song actually isn't on that. It's a, it's a brand new one that they did. I wish this song was on vinyl though, because it would sound amazing. Okay, but if it will be able, a right.
2: guy like me that buys a turntable in the next thirty days, what's the first from both of you? Because you both own vinyl. Jesse, do you have uh, do you have a turntable?
3: I, I do not have a turntable. Okay, so I'm
2: going to look to these two experts. What's one vinyl that I should own when
1: you think about your collection? It's, to me, it's getting getting an album that was recorded analog right so, so the
2: new Foo Fighters album. Yeah,
0: actually, I was just going to say that. I just read an interview with Dave Grohl, and he they, he literally flipped out on people if they thought about bringing a computer into the studio. So everything he wanted completely done analog. No computers were used in mixing, mastering, yeah. anything. Yeah, I saw so that. I actually I, would like to hear that on
3: vinyl. Yeah. Well, I, and I heard that the first run of those CDs, each of them come with a, an inch of the original uh, spools of you know of tape. Uh, tape,
1: really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. So, so y- you know. The Black Keys sounds amazing. Love me some Black Keys. Yeah, the Black Keys. That, that, that was actually probably the first one that I bought. You know, a year ago, yeah. two years ago. That I thought, ooh, this is different. You know, mm-hmm. like it actually is a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the Civil Wars actually sounds fantastic. Yeah, but I, I would say, giving your current uh, affection for them, uh, get the naked and famous. Yeah, it's cool. It's a great place All right, to cool. start.
2: Good. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll check it out.
1: So it's a big time in the history of mankind <laughs> right now. The royal wedding, and Jesse has come up with a segment to commemorate it. Take it away. It's called
3: the Royal Wedding Crashers, and the—I'll be honest—the original idea for this segment was actually to get a royal wedding correspondent, uh, Lloyd, <laughs> on the phone and, or on Skype, and have him report, uh, presumably from the royal wedding. I mean, I imagine that he—if he's not on the guest list—he will find his way in. That's what kind of guy he is. But right now that country is worked literally into such a frenzy that everyone there is completely out of pocket out of pocket for the
1: month well like lloyd, yeah. lloyd yeah. lloyd's out of pocket yeah yeah,
3: yeah he, he he's out he, he is out of pocket because like i said the whole country has worked themselves into a frenzy but what are they doing
2: jesse over there what, i mean have you talked to anyone that that you can really give us some inside information what are they doing that they are not doing anything
3: Absolutely. They are, are prepping. They, you know, it's their <laughs> preparation just to watch the wedding on television yeah. involves three weeks of, uh, of, of using those powdering things on their noses, <laughs> okay. of getting um, uh, the, those puffy shirts that come out of the front of the jacket. Do yeah. you know what those are called?
1: Puffy shirts. shirts.
3: Yeah, puffy (laughs) shirts, uh, polishing shoes. Um, Most of them have saved their whole lives. Do do
1: their shoes uh, have patent leather and large uh, buckles on them?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they are, everyone uh, is required to get their Mini Cooper with the British flag on top washed. Okay. And detailed. Okay.
1: They they have to dry clean their knickers and hosiery.
3: <laughs> um, it, it's just a big to do. Okay. You know they okay. don't have time for things like you know calling their friends on a podcast. Yeah. They just do not have time. Okay. No, and it's understandable. You yeah, know it, it would be like having Christmas morning for a month straight for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing we can compare it to. Obviously we're not going to be doing other things on Christmas morning.
6: Right. Right.
3: So so I'm not trying to get down on him. Sure. Not, of course not. For not being able to take part. This, understandable you know? yeah so so what i've done is you know i realized that unlike myself a lot of of american audiences are completely ignorant to british culture um and particularly the royal the royal family so uh, uh with the help of chad we've prepared a a a quiz um about the royal wedding so, so I, I wanted to bring together um, two American minds and, and have them figure out where we are. I figured that the best way to measure the barometer of where American society is with their knowledge of the royal family is to bring in Josh Lovelace and Austin.
1: Austin, uh, Austin uh, Salisbury is one of, is our project manager here at Relevant. And he has not yet been on the podcast. People haven't met him. So we wanted to welcome him. Welcome, welcome. Good there. to see you, Austin. Welcome, Austin. Good to see you. Welcome. Now, let me, let me ask you a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you from originally?
7: Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma, which is as far from England as you could possibly be,
3: <laughs> both geographically and culturally. Have
7: you been to Nevada? I think that's...
3: Actually, little, further.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, in um, California? Yeah. I mean, I, we, we can keep going. That's <laughs> right. Alaska? Yeah. yeah Oklahoma.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, is your family name f- derived from the fact that you guys really like a particular kind of steak? Uh, contrary to popular belief,
7: uh, well, yes, that's true. Yeah. In fact, back in the medieval times, it's my understanding that all people were named after their favorite meat. Okay, <laughs> and this. One...
3: <laughs> and so, so... So, this, so, so basically, back then, salami so, was like Smith. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Joseph Man Meat. He's yeah uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Right. All right. So, Interesting. It was Interesting. a tradition. Little that tidbit. Little tidbit. It was yeah. a
7: tradition that uh, that didn't survive the uh, the Victorian age.
1: Yeah. Ellis Island wiped clean most of that, but uh, apparently the person who processed your your uh, ancestors also a fan, also a fan <laughs> yeah, of Salisbury. Somehow the Salisbury, <laughs> slipped, Salisbury slipped through. Yeah. So <laughs> right. So, that's great. Um, so you you moved uh, here to uh, Florida for love? Yes. How's that working out? For the out? love of Relevant or for no. the love of someone else? Uh, someone else. For the
7: love of a woman.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a Michael Bolton song. <laughs> <laughs> How's that working out for you?
7: Uh, it's working out very well. That's it's uh,
1: How's it working out for her?
7: <laughs> uh, uh, oh, not, we're not sure about that. Okay, I'm asking. The jury's out. Okay. <laughs> But I'm about to bring the jury back in. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know what? We're we're glad you're here because we
2: is have that, her. We have you're, her. You're say, Come no, on in. No. No, you're
7: just joking.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This is a this is your life.
4: Know, story. Exactly. We just <laughs> sprung it on. Yeah, there's no royal
3: wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a second.
2: <laughs> no, like literally, the royal wedding was just so we could do this. Like right, there yeah.
3: isn't even one in England. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're yeah, calling you, it off. You, you, my friend, are the victim of a very elaborate hoax. <laughs>
1: very, very <laughs> elaborate. Okay, so uh, the the quiz competition will be, be between Josh and Austin, and I will take score. As always. Right.
3: And, and, and the winner, you know, I, I hate to, everyone wins when there's a royal wedding. <laughs>
6: right. Every,
3: but the one who answers most questions right will be given the title Royal Wedding Crasher.
2: Okay, good, good. Okay.
3: Uh, Austin, why don't you take the first question here? Sure, sure okay uh i'm gonna name four bridesmaids names and you have to tell me which one is is not actually a real bridesmaid for for kate middleton uh at the at the ceremony is she the one with all the kids yes she has eight children okay
2: all right and she was recently okay yeah she was recently divorced okay i just gotta get my kates right i call her kathy okay
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so which one of these isn't one of kathy's bridesmaids bill and kathy <laughs> Is it pippa Zara Lady Louise or Hagatha Featherbottom <laughs> Duchess of South Wales <laughs> 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 oh.
4: wow
3: it's Hagatha there's no Hagatha in this wedding you didn't see the the British tabloid headlines Featherbottom <laughs> snubbed again <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Austin. You're right. You, wow. you, know your, you do know your royals. <laughs> you do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Josh. Um, okay, three of these six people did not make the royal wedding list. And you'll probably be shocked that any of them actually did. Um, but you have to tell me which of the three, three out of six not invited. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Kanye West, David Beckham. Barack Obama, French President Nicolas Sarkozy, Kate Middleton's ex boyfriend Rupert Finch, and Spencer or Spencer and Heidi, who count as one person. <laughs> I should have said Spidey.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one person. Um, I'm going to go with, um, I'll just say the ex, Kanye, and uh,
3: Spidey. You only got one of the three right. Oh. And and Spidey, unfortunately, was snubbed along with Mrs. Featherbottom. Okay. um, All right. With Haggadah Featherbottom. Uh, No, uh, Kanye West, David Beckham, and uh, Rupert Finch were, in fact, invited to the royal wedding. Okay. Uh, Obama, uh, Spidey, and Sarkozy were, were left off the guest list. Wow. Wow. Gosh.
4: Hmm. And so I got an. Invitation. Austin is Austin. That's you're me.
3: well on your way to to a very glorious uh, title. Um, all right. So, well, what was the uh, Austin? What was the original name of the House of Windsor, and why was it changed? Was it uh, saxe Coburg Gotha, and it was changed to Windsor in an attempt to conceal the German roots after the British mo- uh, of the British monarchy during both world wars. Was it Sir Lancelot's House of Lords, which was changed because it was haunted?
2: I've eaten there. It's a steakhouse in Vegas. It's Great (laughs) Salisbury.
4: (laughs)
3: There it is. Uh, Was it Locksley Palace, and the name was changed uh, uh, in accordance with the Windsor Civil Treaty, uh, but also because it was haunted as well? Or was it called the Throne Dome, and it it was changed after a failed attempt to attract an NFL team to London?
7: (laughs) Everything inside of me wants to say the throne dome, but it has to be the first one. Uh, you the, are correct, yeah, my friend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It
3: was. It was the unglamorous. Do you work
7: one. at all, or you just read tabloids? <laughs> <laughs> so, all
2: right. Next.
3: All right. Uh, I think it's Josh's turn. I think um, so.
2: Let's move on. Come on.
3: W- w- which of the following disqualifies someone from marrying a royal? Okay. I want to see Is a birth a, certificate. A, a king cannot marry a commoner. The individual must not have a court gesture in their official bloodline. A prince or king cannot marry a Catholic. Or the future royal must never have been photographed wearing a soccer jersey of any other team other than the English national team. Oh, okay. one of those
2: disqualifies someone from marrying a royal. I'm going to say the, uh, the jester.
3: Catholic. No, that is one is that Catholic? I made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, he, he, I, they are not allowed to marry a Catholic.
1: I didn't like any of the options. I felt well, that like was it's... the reason Henry VIII and all that, the Church of England was even created. Right. The, uh, I didn't think that was still true, though. It was a it, well, loophole.
2: No, they
3: have to convert to Anglicanism.
2: Oh, so they can convert.
3: They, they're allowed to convert, but they cannot be a Catholic. They
2: can't confess Catholicism.
3: According to the website where I found this, yes. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Austin, you have, you have a, a comfortable lead at this point.
1: 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. All
3: right, so, so what, in what section of the Westminster Abbey will the British royal family be seated at the North Lantern, Stall South, South Lantern, Or the Chamber of Sorrows. (laughs) Well, if if Kate's
7: not having a pretty day, it's going to be the Chamber of Sorrows.
4: Right, right.
1: So, she, she's like the Seinfeld, the Two Face. Exactly. Ha- yeah. So Prince William is going to make her eat at the same diner booth every time. Yeah.
7: It's all about lighting.
1: <laughs> it's all about it lighting. Really is. And
7: in the chamber, and how of much Sorrows, sleep they got the night before? Not a lot of light. I'm going to go with Chamber of Sorrows.
1: <laughs> uh, no,
3: they, they will be seated at the South Lantern. Ah, blast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Still two 0 all right.
3: the, it, uh, to be fair, uh, Chamber of Sorrows did seem like the most obvious answer there.
1: <laughs> right, yeah.
3: All, all right, so so um, Josh, what is the name of the conveyance that carried Princess Diana to St. Paul's Cathedral for her wedding? Was it a horse-drawn glass coach, a 15 Clydesdale line of royal horses, a 1937 Rolls-Royce limousine, Or was she driven in a decoy car, a Mini Cooper with a British flag painted on top, which is indistinguishable from 94% of cars on British highways? Driven by Mr. Bean. Yes, yes. Um, he's chauffeured by Mr. Bean himself.
2: uh, I'm going to say number two with the Clydesdales. Uh, It's the Glass Coach. Oh my gosh, I was was 50% certain it was
3: that. Austin, I think you could seal the deal with this one. All right. I think mathematically you've already won, but let's just, let's just show your dominance by, by answering this one. Uh, and, uh, well, I guess Josh gets one more after this. So uh, the country is making sure that the day is co- commemorated. So it has issued which grand gesture? Okay. The wedding has been made into a national holiday and the nation gets off work. Big Ben's clock bell will not ring out out of respect for the ceremony. Everyone comes, who comes to be a spectator will be served tea and crumpets, courtesy of a sponsor before the ceremony, and that's more than 200,000 gallons of tea. Or, as a sign of royal goodwill, the Queen has issued all of the citizens of London a coupon for free dental work. Oh, that's
1: mean. It's a group
3: (laughs) I thought about cutting that. (laughs) But see, I don't really think that. I just wanted to play on the stereotype, but it did come across pretty mean, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it did. I I, I made the mistake once when uh, Lloyd and Becky came over for the first time back in probably 04. I mean, we talked via email, but he was coming over to look at joining us for a job. Um, It it was the fall, and I had a big bowl of candy corns. And uh, I said, "Oh, look, it's British teeth." And uh, they, <laughs>
4: oh no,
1: they didn't understand like that. Americans have this stereotype, like joke about oh. British dental work. Yeah. They didn't, and then I had to explain it. And it just got worse. And, and, they, both wow. and they both have fine teeth. And they both have perfect, wonderful teeth. And so they and did
3: probably most English people do. I, I th- see. I feel like it was probably my delivery that butchered that one because I wanted to make it like I was being the ignorant American. You know, making fun of the American stereotype, not actually British. People.
1: Yeah, they didn't even. Honestly, they didn't even know that there was that joke.
3: Well, I apologize because <laughs> it was it was probably my delivery, and I know Austin's probably upset about.
1: It. All right, Austin, what's the answer? Big Ben will not ring on
3: Friday. No, nope, I think it's, it's actually team. a holiday, and everyone gets uh, off work.
7: Wow unbelievable i would have thought the industrious english you know the empire can't go on hold
1: you even, yeah what are you talking about they, they've been on hold for months now they, <laughs> and they take the entire month of like august off they have hmm. 10
3: weeks of vacation a year you know boxing day lasts for like two weeks alone just boxing day
1: yeah it's <laughs> crazy okay last question
3: so Here can josh go. steal this
1: yeah i think this is
2: double or nothing I think, right, that's I think I yeah. I
3: think this is triple or nothing. If you get this, you you are the royal triple wedding. Triple or nothing.
2: Okay, now I'm and motivated. this is
3: one. This is one. If you know this, then you know probably everything there is to know about royalty. Bring it. Snoop Dogg was invited to the Royal Wedding, but declined due to which previous engagement? <laughs> cutting the grass.
1: Coaching Little League it's, football. Hold on, is cutting the grass a marijuana reference?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll make that. chopping, chopping yeah. it up. Yeah, it's, right, it's right. whatever you want it to be in relation to Snoop Dogg. Um, coaching Little League football, working in the studio, or barbecuing. Stop it. That's
2: the only... <laughs> What was the second one? What well, co- coaching what?
3: Okay, coaching little league football, working in the studio or barbecuing. One of these is a prior engagement that Snoop Dogg could not miss.
2: Okay, first of all, there's no such thing as little league football. No. So, I, I think I but he does coach. I know he does, but he but Jesse mixed two different You can't say little league football. Yeah. So, I think he made that up and mixed baseball and football it's like so.
7: all american sushi or something yes yeah.
2: yes um i'm gonna say that he's the the third thing was what fourth was studio the
1: third was
3: no fourth was barbecue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna yeah, say barbecue barbecue it's cutting the grass football peewee football working in the studio or barbecue.
1: See now he said peewee football so that's a real thing
2: i'm gonna say i, I would if he had said peewee football the first time i would have said that all right, all right. i'm gonna go with
3: barbecuing you got it. It's barbecue. What? It. That Whoa. is literally. And Chad, you, where, where did you? You can confirm this, can't? You?
0: I can. I uh, I read it on the internet. You'll be there in numerous <laughs> places. So uh, Snoop and, and Dogg,
3: despite to the to Prince's dismay, that is actually confirmed on the internet.
0: It is alive and well. Snoop Dogg said he was honored, but uh, he was going to be barbecuing that day. <laughs> <laughs> exa- I'm not. I'm not making it up. That's my dog. <laughs>
2: So, so Josh, you
3: have been crowned the Royal Wedding Crasher. I the
1: that's end. the only way to wow. be wow loved. All right, so that uh that'll do it for the Royal, Royal Wedding Crashers game. Thanks for joining us, Austin. Yeah. We'll see you in the My time.
3: pleasure. Right. Good work, man.
7: Struggling, strain, the stomach the pain, and wonder if the sun'll ever come up again. True now, let's be real, no CG screens. I don't wanna hear no whining, let CC sings. Giving up is the easy thing. No crying, turn blues the music like BB King. So when my CD spins, keep vibing, keep making the best, keep placing your bets. If you fail, keep taking the test. My Brooklynite Canadian connects, dealing daily with distress. Here the lady in the dress singing. Ah.
1: You're listening to Shad. The song is Rose Garden Remix featuring Don Will and Von P of Tanya Morgan. It's from the album TSOL and it is actually one of the 14 songs on the new Relevant subscriber album. Uh, four times a year, if you are a subscriber to Relevant Magazine, we give you a free album of some of our favorite music, stuff from the magazine and exclusive performances. This track from Shad is on the new one. So uh, you can go find out more at relevantmagazine.com. Okay, so it's time for feedback. Uh, I wasn't part of the last podcast where you guys had feedback. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what you guys talked about. But what's written down here is last time we asked you for your best explanation of where Cameron was and what he was doing. Uh, it's from the April 8th podcast when uh, Loveless uh, guest hosted so I guess all of everyone went to the April eighth podcast episode page and posted replies there. And here are some of the favorites.
2: I, I have to jump in and explain because you are so devoted to this podcast, right? It would only take something pretty over the top, something extravagant, to pull you away from one of your favorite commitments,
1: which is hosting the I, relevant podcast. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember that week. I think where I was when you were. Recording is not glamorous at all. It wasn't. Yeah, I think it's the thing I have to do four times a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, but y-
2: you rarely miss a podcast. That is true. So we were we were making a point to say what possibly could have pulled right. him away from right. one of his favorite commitments. All right. So, and um, and,
3: and you know. I think that, you know, this kind of takes the fun out, but John guessed it right away. He said that while you are out uh, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, <laughs> the record for the largest Lego tower of all time was built. Oh. And he says, Cameron not in Orlando, huge Lego tower being built. Coincidence? <laughs> we think not.
1: I like um, it.
3: After that, he can only... And there's a, there's a, a link to, to look at this tower uh, as well. Oh, people have posted um, on it on my post. Facebook
1: page. Yeah,
3: um, But he said... After that, you probably flew to Denmark for a top-secret meeting with the, at the Lego headquarters, which is ironically built out of Tinker Toys, <laughs> to discuss your proposition for an Orlando Magic Lego set. Oh, See?
1: See. This is good. A li- oh, you know how they have the architecture series? <laughs> yes. And you can do like the Empire State Building and Frank Lloyd Wright? Yeah. The new arena. Mm. That would be amazing. That would be amazing.
4: Well, do you, you have enough?
1: No, you know what you can do? You can go to lego.com and you can design anything. You can design your actual house. You could design. You could do a your face and whatever, and order it. it? Yeah, you know what they'll do is then you order the plans and the and the pieces, and they'll send it to you custom. Oh my! And you put together whatever you design. That's just smart. It's amazing. So we actually could do the arena. That'd That's, be kind of cool to have that in your office, the home court. Like maybe take the lid off, so it'd oh, be the outside nice. and the. And that would be. so would be sweet. It would That'd be, be awesome. I just got way too excited about this. <laughs> All
0: right, Kiki uh, Kiki Pounds said that Cameron and Maya were both at an intense vocal training workshop, in which Cameron worked on perfecting the cadence of his "It's the week of," <laughs> while Maya gave nice. lessons on her near perfect imitation of accents. Nice. Love it. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. It's <That's> brilliant. <laughs> <Nice>. Love it. <laughs>
3: Cameron, this person wants to know, and this I think this is legitimate. Were you in London, Ontario, at any point? No, because do they, do they this person says that she thinks her husband saw you in the airport, and she wants to know why were you there.
1: See, I wasn't.
3: I, I, somebody, I love the Cameron
1: conspiracy. Somebody from that uh, was at Bonnaroo last week, uh, tweeted me that asked me if I was there because if I wasn't there, my doppelganger was. So, oh wow! But these people haven't seen me in person; they've only seen like a little. Avatar online. Yeah. I, I think it's
3: that, enough to get the conspiracy uh, theorists going. Guess yeah. where? On the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I, th-
1: being I think spotted on the world. Where they all hang out. I think the week that we did this, I was in Tulsa. Yeah. And then the next day, I went to a private island Right. in the Caribbean. Not in Tulsa? It Not wasn't in Tulsa. a private island right. in Tulsa. I flew back from Tulsa and then left for the other thing. Yeah. And then we moved offices. And then. I went to DC and met with the president and then that was last week. It's been a ridiculous yeah. couple of weeks for you.
3: I love how you threw that in there with, yeah, I had to go to Tulsa um, and into this thing. Then I went to go meet the president. Yeah. Of America, no, I did. It, it and was...
1: Cameron asked him where his birth certificate was.
3: was. And, and I said, "I said here this week." I said,
1: "Barry, here's the deal. I really <laughs> think we need to just end the charade and just post the dumb thing." Yeah. And he's like, "You know what? We were just talking about that. I think we should."
3: You just called him BZ. BZ, listen, man.
1: Um, no, the, the thing, the thing that uh, the White House thing was was really a cool event. The it was uh, Easter week, so it was last Tuesday. Uh, the president hosted a prayer breakfast in the East Room of the White House. And so he invited uh, 50, 60, 70 Christian leaders um, for this prayer breakfast. And so I, I've been up for the National Day of Prayer in February yeah. and, and it was this you know 2,000 people and it was at, a, at the Hilton uh, and, and and the president shared his testimony and we printed it. I, I was so taken aback by his clear statement of faith and, and the conviction with which he talked about uh, his relationship with Christ mm-hmm. uh, that I was like, I-, I haven't heard this before. And this is different than what he was saying two years ago. Yeah. And he talked about how his faith has significantly deepened in the last two years in, in, in office. Now, and I say all this, folks, I am not a Democrat and I don't agree with this administration's policies in a lot of areas. So I'm not advocating. I'm just talking about our leader. But you our, like their our food. Leader. You like their food. Actually, the National Prayer Park was terrible food. Oh, okay. Uh, but this one... Um, was actually at the White House, and we're like, okay, well that's different. So we went, and uh, it was it was such an interesting cross section of, of of people. It was uh, T D. Jakes and Joel Hunter, Andy Stanley, and I, I. You know, we're allowed to talk about who was there. Um, I'm trying to think who else: uh, Ron Sider, Tim Keller, and then a wide selection of like de- denomination heads and Christian NGO leaders. Like the lady who was sitting next to me, she was, "What do you do?" And I told her about our little thing, and then she said. I said, "What do you do?" She said, "Well, I run a Lutheran charity services. It's a sixteen and a half billion dollar domestic charity. You know, what? from the Lutheran. Yeah, they're based in Baltimore, and oh it's gosh. all the domestic stuff. Sixteen half billion dollars. World Vision, who is it global, it's yeah. two billion dollars a year, it's which cr- is
2: one like the biggest one of the biggest nonprofits. The biggest yeah. one of
1: the biggest nonprofits. So it's like, whoa. I mean, so." It's crazy. So we're in this room, and there's, you know, the, the room is the room where when you've seen famous presidential speeches, he walks down the hallway up to the podium, yeah, you know, like from yeah. the Oval Office. That's yeah. the room, right? Wow. So it's long and narrow, like shaped like a Lego brick. Yeah. <laughs> and um, about as wide as two tables. So I was in the second table directly in front of the podium. Wow. And, uh, and then it went, you know, left and right. And it was prayer. Tim Keller read scripture, it was worship. The president shared, you know, just off the cuff, no press. Did he sing to a CD for the worship section? No, uh, it was a black gospel choir. And then there was a, a guy who did sing to a CD, Amazing. but the president didn't. Okay. Um, and then T.D. Jakes spoke for 10 minutes. <clears throat> but then the president was talking about, I mean, like, okay, so there's no press in the room. He's not reading a cue card. He's just talking. And he was thanking all these Christian leaders who have challenged him and poured into him. For and he talked about his faith transformation over the last two years, hmm. and, and he was like talking about the power of the resurrection and uh in his life and his prayer life and stuff. And it was just like, Is anybody writing this down? I mean, it was like, Whoa, you know. And and he started this uh Easter prayer breakfast in the White House last year, wow. so it's the second annual, no cool. other president had done that, you know. I so my family, I was we were at Easter lunch and we we're talking, and and one of my extended family members was like, Oh I'm surprised to hear that you know uh, concerning he you know there's a YouTube video saying I'm a Muslim and I was like, you know that's my family and uh and so i I went back and I like researched that because I didn't want to you know be ill informed you know yeah. and there's not yeah. and there, and there's like all these websites like debu- like Snopes and whatever debunking yeah. these myths yeah. and he's only ever professed a Christian faith yeah. but albeit there was a more general cultural Christianity message kind of leading up to right. you know his well look at the the church that he was a part of it was not exactly a place where you're going to learn theology right. and you know right. but apparently in the 2 years he's been in office like several of the leaders in the room like TD Jakes and Joel Hunter and others like literally are kind of that Billy Graham in his life where right. they're really like I mean they and they <laughs> talked about this it was just fascinating mm-hmm. and he had such a spirit of humility and uh, appreciation uh, he was there the entire time. You know, usually the president will be whisked in. He'll do a speech and then he'll leave. I mean, yeah. he was there for two hours, wow. and uh, then took the time to talk to everybody in the room when we were done. Wow. And um, when we were introduced, this is funny because if back in the election cycle, we talked to him on the podcast here, and and uh, you know we asked him some direct questions about abortion and things that are on a lot of people's minds, and. Um and and then you know we covered you know kind of how should we engage politics in the magazine and different things and um uh, and and so uh he was intro- I was introduced to him and uh, the person was saying and this is Cameron Strang he does this great magazine called Relevant and he's he pulls back and he goes and he looks at the guy and he goes I know I know Relevant he's like Cameron you know it's great to see you again and Oh my gosh. And like and he's like I love what I love what you're doing with the magazine and you know keep up the great <laughs> work and all this stuff and I'm going you know, you, you really could tell, like, he remembered Relevant, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, which was, kind of caught me off guard. I thought yeah. it was going to be a high, nice to meet you, thank yeah. you for coming, and yeah. then he moves on. Is he on our free subscription list? <laughs> I know. Is <laughs> Is that, I think like he should, should get a comp. Yeah. We need yeah. to send Barry have, a comp. Uh, 1600
3: yeah. Constitution Drive? Is that on the Yeah, <laughs> we need to figure that out. <laughs> you send one there. But
1: he, he remembered it, you know, and I, and I was, as I was leaving, I was thinking about it, like, why would he, I mean, was that just something to say, or did he, but back at that time, like, a lot of Christian media didn't handle politics fair-mindedly. And again, we did not endorse either candidate. We talked about issues and we talked about biblical standards, sure. uh, but we did not endorse nor deny either candidate because, in a lot of ways, in a lot of moral issues, they're both they were both right and both wrong. And so, you know, we when we talked to him, we didn't do it with an intent to throw either of them under a bus or anything like that. And I think he probably had a recollection of that magazine relevant actually was one of the few because you know they were courting the Christian vote sure, at the yeah, time and they sure. were talking about you know, Christian media and strategies and things like that. And so here's this one of probably very few outlets that didn't just, you know, blast them for areas of disagreement, you know, that's cool. But yeah, it was really cool. I was like, dang, the president remembers our magazine. That's kind of cool. I, I, I I should, I should make sure his comp subscription is up to date. Definitely. do. It It may
2: have expired. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so anyway, that was a surreal day. And then you come back and I'm, I, but I had, then I had to leave early. I flew home so I could make it home for the Magic's playoff game It's that incredible. Night. So It's great. Just yeah. a day in the life of Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, well, I wanted to, I want, actually, I, this is for real. Like I, I changed my flight so I could be home early so I could see Cohen for a couple hours. I, nice. I just wanted to see Cohen and then went on a date with my wife to see the Magic lose. It's <laughs> great. Okay, so uh, interesting feedback. Uh, There you go. I'm sure there are other conspiracy theories out there, but I was in Tulsa. That's the answer to the question. Okay, good. The glamorous land of Tulsa. Okay, so it's time for this week's Editorial Question of the Week.
6: Editorial Question of the Week.
1: All right, so obviously we are in a season uh, 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 of our lives that we will never forget. The royal wedding, Mm -hmm. and so you know, it got us thinking. You know, it's not fair. This little island over there next to Europe, you know, gets all this party and all this excitement in the day off. Yeah, we don't get anything. So all
3: this pomp and circumstance. You know, what
1: do we get? So so, you know, the the royal family is not government. They have their own government over there. It's not government, but they have the the royals. And we thought, hey, if we were to do that here in America, Mm -hmm. we said, hey, we want to be in on the. We want to be in the club. We want our own royals. We want our own monarchy here. We're not changing our system of government, but we just want royals. Who would be the couple that we kick off our monarchy with? Who's the couple that we'd get a day off of work for their for their I don't know anniversary celebration for their
3: awesomeness? Right, and, and they would do awesome stuff for us, the, the commoners.
1: When I think about the royals, though, I think
2: about the royal family. It, it feels as though it's a, a family, generation after generation, that's in charge of
1: parties. It's,
3: yeah. it's got to be well, people that just... I know are, who okay. I would want first. I, oh. I, 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 don't, I know, at least for the king, it would be Michael Jordan.
1: Ooh. Well, but see, he doesn't have a queen, and he's, he's, a, he's a degenerate gambler. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he would probably tell an awesome party.
1: Yeah, he would. Okay. You know, I think about like, okay, you want somebody. Free
3: Jordans, too. That was my main reason. Maybe he'd give us all free Air Jordans.
1: (laughs) You want somebody who'd be like dignified and on the world stage. You know, I'm thinking like Bill and Melinda Gates would be quality people. Okay. Except they don't have the lineage. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about Diddy? Because he throws great
2: white parties in the Hamptons. I mean, I haven't been, I've just read People magazine before. What? (laughs) It's got to be somebody that's good, in my opinion. But again, there's no Mrs. Diddy.
3: All right. How about this? There's a bunch of them, though. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> well, I think can we pair people? Can we? Can I say like? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. Nicholas Cage is no. from a long line of Hollywood royalty. <laughs> no. no. With
4: Angelina okay?
0: Jolie. No.
3: And but the holiday, whatever day he does, would have the most awesome explosions ever.
0: That's so, true. That's true. That's true. Snoop Dogg throws some, I mean, it must be a great party <laughs> if he's skipping the wedding for it. Yeah, that's for barbecue. Barbecue. I mean, it's <laughs> gotta be epic. That's gotta be like a royal level barbecue. So you put him with like a Kardashian. Okay, now that's I'm like,
3: gonna- Like Katy Perry, like the music video. It would it, it would be a day just like the music video.
2: I know this seems a little lame, but it just seems right for our, that Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts- <laughs> should be the king America's and queen. America's sweetheart. Yeah,
3: I think they, so. I, would, I think that would. they would throw one heartwarming party. I, I,
1: I, I, I would cry a little bit. I'd laugh.
2: I don't know. I think it'd be nice. Yeah, yeah that's interesting.
1: Okay. All right, so if you want to chime in, uh, go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Post your replies in the uh, comment section, and we'll read our favorites on the podcast next week.
3: Real quick, sorry. Edward and Bella. That's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, If you want us to uh, possibly call you for a game or feedback segment next week, uh, email us at podcast at relevantmagazine.com and tell us your Skype name uh, um, and we will try and work something out. Okay, well, many thanks to Mark Ruffalo for talking to us. Again, his new movie is Sympathy for Delicious. It's out today. Uh, Go go check it out. And uh, thanks to Austin for sitting in with us on the Royal Wedding Crashers segment. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.
3: Everyone wins when there's a royal wedding.